So Grasso, I uh, uh, for those for those listeners they can't see, but I am in a hotel room for the first time in over eighteen months. I'm back on the road for work. Made me start thinking on my long drive here about road trips and how long it's been. And I think this might be the first time I've driven through Massachusetts in eighteen months. What is a road trip that? What's your most memorable road trip? Oh man, this is a good question. Okay, so when I was younger, my this is this is going back. This is this is in the just in, in the deep vaults of Chris Grassle's brain. So this is the most important part of the story. In two thousand and one, my parents got a brand new Astro conversion van. Incredible news! This motherfucker had a TV. A VHS. It had, it didn't have, it had two rows of seats. The first row of seats was two captain's chairs that fully reclined and swiveled. Oh, you'd never want to leave. And then the back seat folded flat into a bed. We took this bitch everywhere. It was like forest green with like gold, like 90s whooshes on the side. Like it kind of looked like almost like those styrofoam cups that whoosh on the styrofoam cup. You know what I'm talking about? You know what I'm talking about. And yeah. we would take that you, literally you. everywhere. We drove all the way to Florida. We drove all the way to Florida like a couple times, all the way down to like the Keys, all, North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia, all the East Coast. We drove up and down and up and down and up everywhere. We went to Maryland. But my fondest memory, this was before like Airbnb was like a thing. My mom rented us a house in South Carolina for like our whole family to stay in. And it was epic it was like two blocks from the beach it was like the first time they ever had conch fritters and like oh. we walked to all these restaurants like like walked down the beach like and then walked along the beach to like each restaurant it was amazing like the food was incredible the view was incredible the sand was fantastic like i'm pretty sure this place like washed away in a hurricane but it was awesome that's my fondest road trip memory wait 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 wait, wait. is sand ever fantastic yeah, because sometimes sand is not fantastic. No, but I think, I, I mean, I don't, I can't think of sand as ever being like the thing I look forward like, to. I'm, I'm, but like, or just it being great. Sometimes it's memorable, though. You know what I mean? Okay. Like, it's, it's, it's that's how good the sand was, that it was memorable. It was memorable ben, you, sand. Ben, are you Anakin Skywalker? I mean, I just, I hate sand. It's rough and it gets everywhere. It's in my <laughs> raccoon wounds. <laughs> But it, it, sand makes memories, I guess. But that's a, yeah, that's sure. a good one. Sure. That van sounds incredible. My dad, mm-hmm. we had a, we had an old van, and my dad put a, a boob tube in the car in between the two front seats, and we had like the power cord that went to the battery attachment in the back. But he uh, was we techie, were, right? He was like yeah, a techie, was, right, right, right. Techie. But we right. were we were driving to Kentucky, I think, to visit my mom's friend, and we were watching video. We were watching a movie, but we were driving through the highway. In West Virginia, and I don't know if anyone's driven through the highway in West Virginia. It's just West up and down. Virginia. It's up and down. It's twisting. So, so little Greg um, got sick oh. and threw up in the fan, and then at the as well. It was not pretty. So that's your most memorable. Your most memorable no. road trip. You reminded me of the TV. Mm. No, you reminded gotcha. me of the TV. 
No, I don't. Yeah, I mean, there's a bunch. I mean, road trips are great. I mean, I did the first our first vacation we did. It was there was two cars. We were fist bumping. I mean, even a short road trip that we did in the in the in May of 2012, uh, when eight men from Townhouse 23 were driving from Townhouse 23 to Crossgates Mall to go see a, a certain film called The Avengers. And there were two cars and eight of us fist bumping to the same song. Simultaneously fist bumping out the window to go see him. Oh, my God. So not necessarily a road trip, but a road a experience. Trip, a trip on a road. Yeah, you know, a, short, a short road trip. It's, uh, I mean, I'll make, I'll make this real short for, uh, for, for mine just because, you know, the fondest memories are always like the first ones when it comes to road trips. I took a lot of little small trips with my family, like the Anirondacks. That doesn't count for me. Uh, when I was in between colleges, uh, when I was a burger chef, for for a while i went with like my band and three other co-workers we did a caravan down to south carolina and uh there was a lot of not publishable debauchery that went on that that week uh and it was just great so those kind of memories are really what make road trips uh not memories like what happened this past week in football for me I'm also feeling left out. I've also been to South Carolina, so we can we can start there. All right, everybody. Welcome to week five of the Pining for podcast. Uh, with you, as always, I am the mouth breather, Ben Max, the broken cock corollary. We've got Wieners Wien Dogs on location. Greg Marku just floating out there in space. We got two beers too deep. Chris Grasser rocking with us as always. And uh, in the rolling hills on a wine tour in Tuscany, Moose Mayhem, Joe Fermusa, the man in the booth, is not with us again tonight. But we're, we're, we're going to bring it together, uh, and we're going to dissect this past week. But first, I want to start with a rant. Well, first of all, we have an announcement about our, our producer in, in Tuscany. That's true. Uh, the, our producer, Joe Fermusa, we're breaking this news to the world. Last and week, Cabo. This week, Tuscany. Tuscany. It's, he's Next week, globetrotter. Next week, who knows? Uh, Joe Fermusa and his lovely girlfriend Kayla are now engaged congratulations to you both or should I say fiance now are now engaged congratulations Joe Formosa we're so proud of you welcome to the end of your life <laughs> it's coming I feel like this is a this is a very good cross-section of people to have it's like someone in a long-term relationship and then two married guys hmm who's the pressure <laughs> on now thanks Joe thanks hmm. so much buddy. hmm hmm pressure Fuck me. Congratulations. Can't wait. All right. Now we can now you can rant, Ben. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah, no, that's that's no apologies needed. Congratulations, show. Congratulations, Kayla. Yes. Let me tell you. Um it's really tough when you're at the bottom. 
<laughs> and you you have so much uh, I, I look back at my draft and I'm just like I don't think I still don't think I would have done anything different uh, every single one of my players has underperformed to a degree that is so infuriating and it's just like uh, I mean I've made minor depth adjustments but that doesn't fix the problem that i'm just going to be skimming and bottom feeding the entire season so i'm just hoping for that last season win to get me somewhere and it's i don't know that's that's what i've got ben i just want to talk you back from the ledge like just a little bit it's only week four okay and i think that five well it's going to yeah okay it's week five it's going to be it's okay We've only been through four weeks, mm-hmm. and I think there's a lot of room for there to be some boom on your team. You know, I think there's the ability for boom is there. I think Diggs will start to actually catch touchdowns in a couple weeks. I think you just got to give yourself a little bit of time. Be patient. Not also, start off four and zero. You know. <laughs> I also think that this is this is when teams start to get uh, desperate and and may start try to make some big you know, team altering moves like a three for two or a, a four for three. This could be, there could be some big movement, particularly for those teams that are on the bottom, like you, like Dale, like Fitz, um, who are all really there on the bottom. Even maybe Vinny, you know, Vinny does have a win, but he's only one in three. Yeah, and his win was against me. So, yeah, no, the, yeah, that's true. So let's, uh, yeah, so that's that's our week. Let's move right into our recap. Actually, uh, we'll we'll look at what happened this past week. Uh, not a lot of shockers, but we've uh, we had quite a bit of movement. We'll start right with uh, the dynasty and big X bashers. Again, not a surprise. Deej has a good team. Dak went off. Najee Harris, surprisingly, with how bad is that that team is in Pittsburgh, is still the seventh ranked uh, fantasy running back. So he's getting he's getting a lot of production from his players, and we'll see this a lot this season with Echo. He's this was an over management for him where he chose a lot of the wrong options. Not that it would have changed his outcome. He shouldn't even start a defense. Well, he he was up so much he decided to pull it in case. God forbid the Patriots scored seventy-five points against the against the 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 Bucks. I don't know. He he has that. I, I would never pull my defense, even though if I had the win, because the points for it is the main tiebreaker, and mm-hmm. it could come down to the end of the season where four extra points from your defense in Week Four could it mean getting in the playoffs or not getting in the playoffs? So um, I, that's a that's an interesting decision by Deej. I, I think this matchup is kind of a it really showed up the week. There was two relatively close games and the rest were all blowouts. It was a blowout week. There was no deciding factor on Sunday night or Monday night, really um, besides Ben and, and my matchup, but everything else was pretty much decided Sunday before 7 PM. Right. Yeah. I mean, the, the bashers, um, <laughs> uh, we definitely need a sounder of him saying that I would love that more than anything in the whole world. Um, but their their management style, let's say, um, it, it, I don't know. I, I don't. His running backs. I I would have definitely played a different running back game than he did. Um, I Trey Sermon over Henderson. I don't think I would have done that any day. Um, and you know what? 
I'm just looking across at Najee Harris. That kid is good. That kid is. Yeah, really he's he's real good. If I mean, if Pittsburgh are, ever puts a line in front of him. Yeah, they he's doing. You got to realize he's doing this with the defense knowing that the quarterback cannot move and cannot throw well. And the offensive line is literally the Swissest of cheese. This kid's making things. It was also Eckle. Eckle decided to start Teddy Bridgewater, which was not a good decision. Eckle had his second highest point score was his kicker. That's yeah. that's off-putting, um, especially because his Kelsey really dropped off this week. Um, and that's and that's a huge hole and a huge. Well, 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 Kelsey, and then he drafted DK Metcalf to be a world beater. And he's been good. He just hasn't been that like ridiculous point scorer that he that Echo wanted him to be. Yeah, we all thought DK would have done that because he's fantastic. I love DK. I would have thought the exact if I could have got DK, I would have got DK. I think it's because Echo was so excited about getting DK. I mean, yeah. we're we're saying this, and he got fourteen and a half points. You know, right? He's still showing up. He really only has one subpar week and he got 8.3 points right all right so let's move on to uh the vinzaloons versus the show me TDs. another another completely lopsided defeat uh show me TDs easily handled the vinzaloons scoring 134.45 to vinnie's 90.9 you know the top part of vinnie's team did quite well uh josh allen is starting to be more consistent zeke elliott looks back to his old self for now uh he did have that goose egg on defense which i guess is just as bad as uh not uh, taking him away, but then everybody on Jimmy's team showed up. So that's when you get a lopsided score like that. Yeah, I think if I'm Vinny, it's a loss. But again, anytime I lose to someone who scores over 130 points, yeah, I, so I, I need to have a perfect week. And Vinny's team played well. You know, again, the tight end, which is a, a up and down position for everybody, didn't do well. His flex could have been a better choice. But I mean, we, I think that happens to all of us eight to 10 times a season. Um, so if I'm Vinny, this is not a crushing loss. I think he's, he's, he, there are some positives to take from it. Yeah. You look at the, like you're saying the top half of Vinny's team and it's fantastic. So he's got to do a little tinkering. I mean, the tight end position is not an easy position to fill. There are, there are a lot of good tight ends in the league, but there are not a lot of tight ends that are utilized in a fantasy points getting way. Mm-hmm. You know, there's only five and that's it. And there's a very steep drop off. So really a lot of these tight ends are relying on touchdowns because they're not getting touches or yards. They're relying on touchdowns. And also, if you look at Jimmy's team, Jimmy's team had, you know, has, again, you top half of his team. Most of his players weren't even in double digits, let alone right. above six points. He had, he had 28 plus points from four players. I mean, Cordero well, Patterson had literally the game of his life. So, I mean, that's how that's how you get a week like this. Well, let's talk about Cordero Patterson for a second. He uh, he's had an amazing start to the season. I mean, he did score 36 points, which probably won't happen again, but he scored over 14 three weeks in a row. He's kind of that dual threat running back wide receiver. Do you see him as a consistent fantasy contributor, the starting level for the rest of the season? Or do you think this is kind of boomer bust for him? He seems he seems like he's has a, a, a role in the offense. 
a hundred percent. And at the running back position, that's a lot. I mean, again, there's not many true starters at running back. So you want a running back that's going to be, you know, guaranteed at least double digit touches. And, and he is, and he's also, he is a, a, a converted receiver. So he has that receiving threat. Um, I think he can be a really strong play rest of the season. Obviously he'll have some down games, but uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he's a top, top 24 running back at the end of the season. Right. I'm, I'm with you hundred percent. You got to look at the scheme down there in Atlanta. They, there is a huge void that needs to be filled and there's a vacuum. And right now Cordell Patterson is open. He is catching the ball and he's getting, he's getting in the right space to make plays. Um, for me, he's probably a steady RB2. Um, he's not going to have a game like that again, but they'll, they'll keep going to him because he's consistent and they can trust him to do that. And and he's a very good safety blanket for Matt Ryan. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll see. We'll keep, something to keep an eye on for the rest of the season. Let's move on to uh, one of our own uh, matchups, the two beers too deep versus Fitzmagic. Uh, and this was another double up. Uh, two beers, two deep showed up on 43.2 to 76. Uh, Fitz's team is looking real bad. I got to tell you, it's, uh, it's single, single digit city all over the place. And everybody on Grasso's team showed up, you know, you, you, you look at someone like Miles Sanders, who was drafted real high and just hasn't produced Alvin Kamara has been mediocre for being the number, like the top five draft pick that he is. And there's just real, no real starter production from Fitz Fitz's team right now on the other side. Grasso was smart to start Debo. I mean, Grasso, you got to feel pretty good about your team right now. I mean, 4-0 feels great, but I mean, the, these games literally don't matter to me. This game doesn't matter. I, could, I wouldn't give a shit if I lost the first six games. It is the last game that matters, and that's the most important thing. I need to win the championship game. You know, at the end of the day, I'll, I'll probably win. I'm, I might win this week. Deej usually gets lucky, so I'll, he'll probably beat me this week. But like, I'll win. I won nine games last year. You know, I won nine games. I was nine and four. I think I can do that again. I, I mean, Grasso, your team is is obviously, I think it's one of the strongest teams in the league. Again, last last week we had you in the top tier. Stay tuned to see where our power rankings are this week. Um, I think I think one of the biggest player disappointments this year is, is, is Hopkins. He has not shown up for a few weeks here. Again, we're only four weeks in. A lot of things can change, but there's been two weeks now in a row where he has had under 10 points. Last week was just 3.6. This year was 8 points. This week was 8.7. He's been a disappointment, particularly in the last two weeks. Um, and yeah, Fitz's team, uh, you know, on draft night, you look at it and it looks strong, but it has not panned out. It's very similar to your team, Ben. Right. And, you know, one of those things you like to look at, or at least I like to look at to figure out if the wide receiver is disappointing or not speaking of DeAndre Hopkins is targets, you know, cause that's the opportunities that they get. And he hasn't had a single game with double digit targets, like all of the top receivers. So he's not even getting the opportunity to get there. Kyler Murray has been great, but he's really been spreading it around and D hops really, I mean, has been suffering for that. AJ so, yeah. Green is really coming to, and Murray's going to score points, but hop is definitely not going to get the volume that he got last year. They're, they're double covering him all the time and they have a safety over the top that's coming and just always going to DeAndre Hopkins. You have AJ green and Christian Kirk there. They're going to get throws. Yeah. They're going to get touchdowns. They're going to get big plays because everybody is all over Hopkins. Right. And just one, one last point before we move on, you, you're going to see this as a theme as we move through the other games that 
all of the Titans wide receivers have just been a huge disappointment. We've got Julio Jones on the IR. He's always injured and he's basically where he, he has been the rest of the season. On that, we'll move on to the weak side werewolves versus the Papa Squats. Uh, this one was a close matchup, uh, but as we kind of hinted to earlier in the season, uh, management is what, or lack of, lack thereof, is what happens in games like these. So the weak side werewolves eked one out against Papa Squats, getting his first win, 113.3 to 97.55. Uh, you really saw a lot of disappointment on the Papa Squats. Naeem Hines almost got a goose egg. Uh, Adam Thielen has been underproductive. So is Juju Smith-Schuster. Uh, the, the rest of his team was, was okay, but, you know, the, those big guys really haven't done much for him. And D- Dale really got a big game out of James Robinson and Deontay Johnson, who's really getting all those shares in Pittsburgh. So he eked one out, really. I, I think I, if I'm Spencer to score 97 points after the injuries that I sustained in week three, mm-hmm. I'm ecstatic. I am ecstatic. He lost Judy and CMC and AJ Brown. He, I would be ecstatic to score 97 points. And Hines, Hines has been good so far. And, and he's had, you know, he's had, he's had, he's had an up game. He's had a down game. He's had an up game. Now he's had another down game. So to fill a role. And again, we all know how tight running backs are. You know, you just have to look at the offer sheet for, for Damian Williams, who I just picked up this week for, you know, $89, but there was also multiple bids over $40 for him. So people are ready to spend their fab on running backs, but they know they're going to get it. So if I'm Spencer, I'm happy where, because again, based on his bench, he made the right decisions. Yeah. And you know, another one of those disappointing Titans wide receivers. The thing for me here is I'm a hundred percent with Wiener on this. You lose, you lose the best fantasy running back. You lose a top 10 fantasy wide receiver, two top 10 fantasy wide receivers, no, two top 20. Jerry is not really a top 10, but um, he lost a lot of talent on his team and he almost scored 100 points. Granted, he got a lot from his defense, but I mean, Hines is very athletic and very good. Thielen is the same. All these, all those players that didn't score very much, I think in the rest of the season will definitely pick up. I think it's a little bit of a wishy washy game for him. Um, I really like James Robinson in that Jacksonville offense because that Jacksonville offense looks pretty inept um, and confused um, pretty much all the time. So just handing him the ball and checking down to him is probably going to be exactly where that rookie quarterback is going to go for the rest of the season. So I'm like hopeful for the weak side werewolves. Um, This league is a lot tighter. It It seems like it's not, but it is. It's just very close. I, yeah, think, I, close. Think, I think the tiers, are, I think, again, it's, it's very tier-based. Yeah, and we'll get into that. That's not so good teams, and then there's bad teams. Right. Uh, and, and just what, well, one last thing before we move on, as a reminder to everybody in the league, if your player is out, you can put him on the IR. doesn't have to say IR. You can free up a roster spot that way. That's the only tip I'm giving you. Moving on. This past week. Yeah, so it's 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 a way to manipulate your roster. Uh, so we're going to move on to the most heartbreaking game of the week, at least for me. Uh, it was the Wieners Wien Dogs versus the Broken Cox, uh, who have bent even slightly 
more at a 90 degree angle, uh, losing 97.9 to 86.1. And, you know, there was disappointment on both sides of the ball, uh, especially with Doge coming in with one of the best teams. CD Lamb didn't show up. Chris Carson didn't show up. Cooper Cup kind of underperformed. Uh, but on the broken cock side, Miles Gaskin, 0.3 points. Uh, you were He put all of his, I should just say, I put all of my money on Derek Carr this week doing really well, uh, but the Chargers just smacked him around. Uh, so it was it was a tough loss. I didn't, I, you know, I wasn't the least amount of points get. And I just want to point out that of the four, even though I'm in last place and I'm deservedly the worst team, I have only scored the least amount of points once this season in, in a week. So it's, you know, it's just, I mean, it's not bad luck. My team's bad, but it's, you know, uh, it's stiff competition. I'm proud of you, Ben. Um, uh, uh, <laughs> what, I'll, what, I'll, what I'll say is, is, is Monday night, I was the most stressed I've ever been on a Monday night game. That I had that the Patriots weren't playing in, um, the 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 I was nervous, and then all of a sudden, Her- Herbert and, and Eckler were really starting to play. Eckler has looked incredible. He's a fantasy football player, so he loves that. He loves the idea uh, of being strong in fantasy football. I'm sure he's on his own team, so I'm sure he plays really hard for his own fantasy team. Um, but yeah, it was a it was one of those weeks where I played the players that rankings would have told me to play. And everyone on my bench did way better. I had Mooney who had 16 points on my bench. I had Connors who got uh, James Connor who scored uh, two touchdowns. I had uh, Sam Darnold who is uh, as of, as of the end of the one o'clock games was leading the NFL in rushing touchdowns at 34 points. So it was one of those can, that I can, this be, can this be, unless, unless Sam Darnold is someone's quarterback is, can this be the last time we talk about Sam Darnold on the podcast? He's uh, on my team. So he is oh. one of my quarterbacks. Ugh. I just never want to talk about Sam Darnold. Hey, you guys won the Jets won this past weekend. Or oh, no, no, let me rephrase that. Uh, the Titans lost because they yes. missed the field goal. Thank <laughs> you. That's, for that's what happened. Um, but can I, I'll can I rant? Can I rant about the Jets for two seconds? And you can rant about the Patriots for two seconds. I don't need a rant. It was a heartbreaking game, and I'd never want to talk about it again. What? Mac Jones looked great. You're right. Fuck it. It's a loss. It's he's a rookie. Look, okay. Okay. Get your, get your jets rant in here. Jets rant. Holy shit. Zach Wilson. He looked good. Highlight reels. He, there was actual, there's, you know how I know the jets did good because their Instagram posted like 17 times because there were so many highlights of Zach Wilson doing dope shit. Do a barrel roll. That's what he was doing the whole game. All I'll say about the Patriots game, and I'll have my rant, is it was like Tom Brady walked in, you know, it was an ex-girlfriend that walked in with Chris Evans, and I'm at the bar with a date, you know, you know, someone attractive and super, super attractive, aka Mac Jones, and you know what? I still felt like I lost, so it was it was just bad overall. Um, yeah, but uh, also congratulations to Keegan in his birthday week, he wins the cash for the most points of the week. Congratulations, Keegan. You are now 20 bucks richer. Yeah, and let's talk about let, – let's move on from my devastation to that game. Uh, like you said, you know, this was uh, really an ascendant Keegan team against a really good Moose Mayhem. Keegan scored 153.9, and Moose scored 115.1. And, you know, people always do this with Tyree Kill. They kind of sleep on him, but he is basically the, the best wide receiver in football right now. Or not right now, but has been for years. I know he, he scored, you know – he has these games where he scores 30 points or 40 points like he did this week. And then he has single digit games. Uh, and this was one of those boom weeks where Mahomes went off and he went off and Barkley's looked good, uh, real good. So, you know, Keegan hit all the right notes. 
and Moose Moose's team did well, but he just ran into a buzzsaw. That's a that's a great way to put it. Keegan's team was just awesome. He, he scored 150 points with with multiple players under 10, um, which is which is means that that Mahomes that Mahomes that Mahomes uh, Hill combo. Yeah, like was, we were, was incredible. We were like, it's not going to carry him. Look at us. No, again, I never said it wasn't going to carry him. I just thought he was going to be the the bad the the good bad team. So yes, yeah, so I mean, like Tyreek Hill scored three t- uh, receiving touchdowns. That's thirty points for between <laughs> between Mahomes and Hill. So and he just gets so many receptions. It's outrageous. So yeah, so that brings us to the. End of our uh, end of our recap, I guess. You know, so uh, usually right after that, we're going to move right into the power rankings. Uh, so we're going to do this kind of uh, kind of similarly to how we did it last week. We're going to break them into tiers. We're going to talk about the tiers. I'm going to give you the numbers. Uh, so let's talk about the worst teams. So uh, it's basically the same as last week. The worst four. Uh, we have the broken cocks. In at 12, Fitzmagic in at 11, the Vinzaloons in at 10, and the Weekside Werewolves in at 9. Not a lot of controversial picks right there. Uh, Broken Cox obviously have the least amount of points scored in the league by 40. You know, we're only four weeks in, so that's not a good sign. But like I said, I've only scored the last amount of points once. Uh, but Fitz, who has the second least amount of points scored, the week that I scored 60, he scored 120. So that's where that big swing comes from. Uh, so that's why he's up. Uh, and, and you guys have any thoughts on the bottom sludge pile? I like that. It's a sludge pile. Um, I think any one of these teams can lose for the rest of this. Like any one of these teams can definitely be the mouth breather, but I think all of these teams could make it to the playoffs. I think these are the teams that need to make a move, a big move within the next two to three weeks for them to be able to have a chance to recuperate. And that might be packaging names, big names, uh, you know, for you, Ben, a Jonathan Taylor and your wide receiver too, or, uh, you know, Fitz sending Kamara somewhere for, for two, you know, for a running back two and a receiver too, so that he, so that you guys can build, those depths. And again, just as long as you have solid roster management, you can win weeks. It's desperation time. Yeah. I mean, we play 14 next next two weeks, three weeks. It's getting to that point where you need to to take, 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 take a hit to get something good. We play 14 games. I think the playoffs teams are going to have to win eight. You know, you got to win eight games. So for those teams who have, you know, you can't lose more than, than six. So for the, for those teams who are zero and four, or one and three, you have there's some work to be done. Yeah, <laughs> there was yeah. So, so, such depression in the voice. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, it's I don't have a lot of a tradable pieces that that's going to get me the value that's going to help me. So that's why, like you're, you're talking about breaking breaking off a of Jonathan Taylor, I can't see a sort of return that would benefit me from losing that piece. We can talk. Yeah, well. right. No, but here's here's the thing. Also, is is the waiver wires so thin that like maybe trading marketable like you have middle of the road players. If you trade a marketable middle of the road player that you think has the potential to go off in an offense, 
you can do that. And that can change in like two weeks. You know, that can change a whole team in two weeks. If you take a bench player for a bench player and someone goes off, that's, that's what you really got to look at. Cause nobody wants the sludge that's at the top of your team. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. So you want to take my open, advice. open season on trades, everybody. I think next week we're going to have a breakdown on what constitutes good trade etiquette and good trade rules. Some of it may be cribbed from Matthew Berry, but we'll see. Uh, so let's move on to the middle pack uh, that constitutes, you know, the, the doughy center of our whole league. Uh, so we'll start with eight, which is big X bashers, seven, the Papa squats, six, the dynasty uh five is show me a tds and four is the keys to success to success now these teams these five teams are they're good but they all have flaws some more significant than others some maybe like the papa squats it's about injuries uh for you know for the big x bashers it's a lot of rotational pieces um yeah, so what uh, what do you guys think? Do you, do you think there's a team that could really ascend here or could really drop off? Because they, they, they could uh, these teams could go in either direction, join the top tier or the bottom tier. I think... Oh, go ahead, Grasso. Go ahead. We both simultaneously, I think. Grasso, go. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Here's, here's my thoughts on this. Is these teams are all management, right? They have the players. It's just how they manage their teams. They've all done very good at acquiring new players from the waiver. Everybody has a good team. They just have to manage the right way. Um, and that's the hardest part of this whole game is, is the roll of the dice each week. Like you got to go deep, like into weather and uh, like who's sick and who was sick last, who got hurt two weeks ago. Who's the third defensive back? Like you got to do a lot of research in this slot to make moves up or down. And I I don't know who can do the most research, you know, I don't know who's willing to dive the deepest. Right. Right. I mean, I think, I think the team who probably looks the best is, is either Keegan or Jimmy again, Keegan with that combo. Keegan's probably going to prove me wrong here. He might, he might be a, a, a division winner. Um, and, but again, the, a lot of those teams in that, you know, there's teams in that tier that are three and one, you know, you know, Jimmy and, and Deej are both three and one in that tier. Um, and, and Keegan, all, you know, all three of those are guys are three and one all in the same division. So I think that, that, what do we, what do we call it? The, the uh, PFA South or PFL South. I think that could be, that could be the division that sends us two out of the three wild cards. Mm-hmm. There's, there's a lot of points there too. When you're looking mm-hmm. at total points, they have a lot of points. They were within five points. I mean, yeah. and, and you know, like besides the real bottom feeders, like me, uh, my team, Fitz's team, and Vinny, the the point spread between Dale and the top points are is small. It's not. It's I think it, I think it's less than a hundred points of a spread. So you know, you could see a lot of variation in the coming weeks, and you could see a lot of variation in this list as we get more clarity on players and situations and things like that. Yeah, it'll so, shake out. It'll shake out in in the next in the next four weeks. All right, let's talk about the good teams now. 
Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> so it's uh, it's the it's the podcast here stands stands at the bottom of the league. We've got the podcast here. I like that. We we've got uh, Moose at three. Uh, Wieners Wien Dogs dropping down a spot to two, and the undefeated Two Beers Too Deep in first place. I mean, it, it's there's not a lot of holes, and there's good management on all of these teams. So I, I foresee that these three are going to be duking it out. Uh, with you know, Moose is the clear three. I think it's really between Doge and Grasso, but you know, it really boils down to you know winning those close games like Doge did this week. He had a serious shot to lose on Monday and didn't. So sometimes when luck's in your favor, a lot of those things can just come up your way. Yeah. Uh, it's it, the, these are the teams that I think are going to be picked. I, I, I like to think of fantasy football kind of in chunks. So we're first kind of through that first chunk, first quarter. I think these are the three teams over the next two to three weeks that we will probably pick in our picks every game no matter the matchup, until we start playing each other. I mean, I already played Moose once, and, and I'm going to play Grasso um, coming up here. So I think it's going to be an interesting uh, play again because I think we'll be the, you know, the quote-unquote favorite teams moving forward. Mm-hmm. So this tier, uh, I like to call this the injury tier, okay? Because these teams have not suffered a very significant injury yet. These teams are very, very good. They have a round amount. A 20-yard touchdown separates first place and third place. You know? That's, 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 that's a minuscule amount of points. You know? And I think this tier is if people get injured, I think the run is done. But I, I'm with you, Doge. I, I don't see myself losing. I mean, when I play you, I think that's going to be my biggest matchup. I thought Spencer was going to be my biggest matchup, and then CMC got hurt, and AJ Brown got hurt. So I got super lucky that week. So my t- the tide is going to turn eventually. But mm-hmm. I, I, these teams are, if there's an injury, they're going down. But right now, it's just kind of set it and forget it and do a little bit of management, kind of change defenses a little bit, play the matchups. Nothing too backbreaking. Right. Yeah, so that's our power rankings, uh, and it's gonna be it's gonna be in flux a lot. We started it a lot earlier this year than we did last year because we only came in week six. I mean, this is technically our first <clears throat> full season because we've completed the full cycle. Because now we're back to week five when we started in week six last year, so we've done a full season. Oh wow! Well, so, yeah, would you, would you just look at it? Hey, look at us. You know, no. Um, so let's let's move on to our picks. You guys want to do some picks? Yeah. If you're nodding, that's bad for radio. The show. <laughs> all right. So last week we actually all went three and three. Uh, so, but the funny thing is we both picked Vinny over Jimmy and we both picked Moose over Keegan. Then they both just got smacked in the face real bad. So that's that middle of the league. <laughs> That's the middle yeah. of the league. It's just dice roll. Yeah, it's true. All right. So you want to you want to start with another tough one? Maybe it's not too tough. Uh, maybe it's easy. Uh, let's look at Echo and Vinny, the Big X Bashers versus the Vinzaloons. Doge, what do you think? 
Oh, you caught me almost mid-sneeze there. I didn't want to sneeze on Mike. I, it went away, though. We're in a good spot. All right. So you uh, Vinny in, in Eckel? That's correct. All right. Sorry. I was all thrown off. I, as much as it pains me to say this, think I'm going to have to go with the Bashers. I just think he's due for a win. Yes, he's done way too many roster moves. He's already over 20 roster moves in the first four weeks. He loves picking people up midweek and then dropping them. Mm-hmm. But I think he's somehow going to pull it out. Danny Dimes um, has been great this season. Um, he's been unexpectedly great. Um, I think Eccles' team, it's Eccles, it's usually Eccles' game to lose, you know what I mean, every week, because his players should be producing a lot. Um, Kareem Hunt has been fantastic, though. Zeke seems like he's got more shaking issues. I, I, I'd like Vinny's team. Um, Jacoby Myers seems like he's going to be a good part of that offense. Um, and Josh Allen has looked fantastic. Um, it's hard to pick um, Eckle ever. So I'm going to pick Finney. You know, that's, a, that's an interesting choice. Um, <clears throat> but I say this is going to be a very close matchup. You know, whether it's going to be high scoring or low scoring, it's going to be within five, six points of each other, I think. Um, but when you look player for player, if this is the way it's going to start, I think Vinny's team matches up just slightly better than Eccles' team. I mean, Eccle could obviously it's only Wednesday when we're recording this, so it could change completely <clears throat> by the uh, by the time the games roll through. But as it looks right now, I really think uh, this might be Vinny's second win. So I'm gonna go with Vin. Guys, I I think I just came up with a theory. I think Echo probably changes his lineup for when we do the podcast. He knows, <clears throat> he, knows he knows what we he's, do. So he's he the info. So he doesn't know. He's trying to think. He's trying to overthink us. He's he has a Wednesday night. You're telling he's got a Wednesday night lineup and then a real lineup? And then a real lineup. He's <laughs> going to play Tony Pollard in the flex because that's probably a better idea. Maybe. We'll see. I don't know. Well, I'm just I'm just going to will it into his brain. And then we'll see what <laughs> So wait, did you say Vinny or did you say Echo? I said Vinny. Okay. All right. So two for Vin, one for Echo. Let's move on to what I think is going to be an easy choice. Uh, it's going to be the Keegs to success versus the weak side werewolves. And that matchup, you know, I really think Keegan's got a lot going for his team. I just think that Mahomes Hill matchup is a lot. Even though, even though you know Dale has uh, Aaron Rodgers to Devontae Adams, but I still think that Mahomes to Hill hookup is just going to be too much to overcome. I'm going Keeks to success. I'm going to go Werewolves. I think uh, I think the Bills Chiefs game on Sunday night could be one of the best games of the year. I think it could come down to a. I, I, they may it may be like a 28 24 game where there's some points scored but uh i just don't, I, I think it's gonna come down to the to the quarterback receiver combo that does the best and i think because it's such a big game i think mahomes is gonna have to look elsewhere because teams don't want to get beat by hill no one wants to get up and give up three receivers or three touchdowns to the same receiver right that's true grasso what do you think Ah, oh, 
you know, I think the Dale has a chance to win. But every time I look at Tyreek Hill and Patrick Mahomes, I just think they're just going to make just a mess of things, you know? They're just gonna. They're just gonna be like an anom. They're always an anomaly. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams are also an anomaly. Um, and that matchup, I feel like, is gonna gonna play a humongous role. Um, up against Cincinnati, I think that Green Bay has a a, a good shot to tear them up because Cincinnati has been very t- confident. And Aaron Rodgers loves to take confidence away. Um, I think I'm going to pick Keegan. All right. Keegs to success. Let's see if that's what happens. All right. So let's move on to the newly engaged Moose Mayhem versus the Papa Squats. Papa Squats, the secret word of the week is Kuabara. So, yeah. So when you look at this matchup, I mean, the Papa Squats are dealing with a lot of injuries and a lot of backups are playing. And I just think Moose is catching him at the right time. Uh, it's, I don't think this one's going to be close. I think it's going to be Moose by a mile. I think it's going to depend. CMC practice today. He could be back even in a... a in a partial role and I even a, a partial CMC is still 14 points. So I think it's going to depend on if CMC plays because of this. And I don't think CMC is going to play this week. I think they'll be safe and hold them out one more week. Um, I got to go moose and, and who wants it moose. If you lose to Spencer on your engagement weekend, you just, you have to break off the engagement immediately and, and just do a redo. No. Oh no! Is that no, not a rule? No. My wife told me that if she would, if I was a mouth breather, she wouldn't marry me. Well, that's yeah. I mean, we, we had we had the di- we had the divorce talk this this past month because I was the mouth breather. So, you know, shit happens. Um, I think that the Papa Squats are going to surprise everybody this week because I think Devin Singletary is going to surprise everybody this week. I think he's going to be sneaky snake this week. I think he's going to play very hard against Kansas City. I think you're right, Doge. I think it's going to be a very fun game to watch. He's due for a touchdown. And Kareem Hunt's been just poaching things from Nick Chubb all season. Not that Nick Chubb has been bad. Nick Chubb has been a very good running back all on his own. That offense has been very good all season. Um, But I think Devin Singletary is going to have like a breakout game. And Christian Kirk is also probably going to score a touchdown. I think the prize, motherfucker. So does that mean you're going with the, going the Papa Squats? Man. Oh, you're going Papa Squats. No, okay. Papa squats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Papa I mean, uh, Squats. Okay. I mean, Moose has a really good team, but I'm going Papa Squats. I think he get. I think he gets a little lucky because he's been so unlucky. Oh, I'm sure he hopes that's the way it works out. All right, let's move on to our matchups because we always like to save those for last. Let's, uh, there's two, I think, easy ones to choose and one kind of difficult one. We'll start with one of the easy ones and that's Fitz versus Doge. 
I think uh, the Fitz magic just doesn't have the firepower to overcome Wiener's Wien Dogs. Uh, and I, I expect the Cooper Cup and CeeDee Lamb are both going to bounce back really well. Chris Carson, if he plays, uh, will be good. So we'll see. And I'm going to pick Wiener's Wien Dogs again by a mile. Grosso? Oh, yeah. Um, even if everybody shows up on Fitz's team, I think Doge's team will still win. Um, because your team is just so just, just top to bottom. Everybody. I love them. Um, I'm going wean dogs. Yeah, Cooper Cup is just Cooper Cup is such a surprise this year. I knew he was good, but Matt Stafford just made him so much better. He's his best friend. They're they they go to dinner together every night. They their wives are friends. I, this is all this is all BS. I have no idea. This is Didn't true. help last week. Uh, he 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 still had I think eleven or twelve targets, so he was still targeted. Yeah, that's what you want to see. They missed Stafford missed him on two or three clear touchdowns, just mm-hmm. a, a bad throw. Which Stafford just had a bad game. It's okay. It happens. I still won. Uh, I think I'm gonna Arizona defense is also good. I think I'm going to destroy Fitz. I think this could be a, a 140 to 80 type of game. Yeah, it's not going to be close. All right, so let's move on to the other easy game, and that is me versus the show me a TD. It's just like we were just talking about with Fitz's team. I just don't think that the Broken Cox have any sort of firepower to overcome uh, what the show me a TDs bring to the table, even if D-Hop has a bad game. Sorry, is that the wrong team? I think that's the wrong team. Yeah, Fitz has D-Hop. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, even if his players have a a bad game, it's not going to matter because I don't think my team has the firepower. Yeah, he has Dalvin Cook. There we go. Yeah, Dalvin Cook. Yeah. it's. I mean, Cordell Patterson is not going to score 36 again, but I don't think it's going to matter. So Uh, I'm I'm picking Jimmy as well. This is an easy one. Um. Uh, I'm sorry that it's so easy, man. Your team. It's not good. I think just no, you can you no, say no, it. it's not good. I like I like Javante Williams. I like him a lot. I like. I think that's a good pick. I think that's a good pickup. I think it's a good spot to put I, him. I, I drafted I think, him. <laughs> I think he looks great. Um, but there's no way. I mean, Tom Brady's going to throw for a, a good amount of points because he's upset about not throwing so well last week. Dalvin oh, yeah. Cook plays has looked fantastic. Patterson's not gonna have a game like last week. McLaurin, I don't he, Taylor Heineke's the sixth quarterback that this kid has caught passes from. He can like literally probably catch a pat a touchdown from one of us, just hucking it oh, up. Oh, he's great. He's great. He is a freak and Jimmy's team is de- it's definitely show me a TDs all the way by by a lot. I'm sorry. No, it, you don't have to be sorry. It's, it's fine. You know, if you put Terry McLaurin on a team with an actual like good quarterback, like if you paired him up with an Aaron Rodgers, Matt Stafford, or Matt Stafford, he would be a number one wide receiver in football. Yes, he just catches everything. Catches you know, and everything. and one last one last point about why I think the TDs are just going to smash all over my face, regardless of what we said already. Uh, the matchup just kind of worked in his favor, where almost all of his starters are playing at home, which is usually a big boon. Where and almost all of my starters are on the road, so it's just, and, and I mean this may change later in the week, but I think this is the right lineup I'm rolling with, so it just doesn't bode well. Um, okay, so the last matchup we have, which will be kind of close, I think, 
is the two beers too deep versus the dynasty. Uh, you know, even though I say it's going to be kind of close, I still think Derrick Henry on the road against a terrible Jacksonville team. CEH is coming into his own. Keenan Allen is an ageless wonder with the Chargers. And Debo Samuel is turning into like a real, real deal for you. I mean, th- this game is going to be high scoring, but I think two beers too deep is just going to overcome even the dynasty throwing out Dak and Najee and Gibson. Because I'm two beers too deep and I'm trying to keep all the wins in my team. Yeah, it's it's, it's the two beers too deep. Just that? That's it? That's that's all you're giving me? I mean, I, I could, I couldn't, I, would you like me to rewrite the whole song just to be about you? Maybe. No, that was fine. He just wanted to give you time to rant. Wait, so, so Dale came up with logos for everybody. Uh-huh. Should we now have uh, our musician, me, our musical fellows in the league, write us all team anthems, thirty second jingles? Wait, is there anybody who's musical in this league besides besides me? And Joe Fermusa. and me, and Fitz, Fitz can play instruments. Yeah, I'm just yeah. Okay, well we'll see. We'll we'll see what we can come up with. Who else? Who else can do instrument things? Not Eckle. Definitely not Eckle. No, not you. Defi- definitely not me. Yeah, I played we, saxophone we, for two years. All right, let's go. To, let's let's get across. Who do you think is going to win your matchup? Oh, um, I think this is going to be toy. <laughs> this is going to be toy. Um, toy, you say? I mean, real toy. Um, I, I feel like he's going to. I don't know if he's going to really play Marvin Jones Jr. over Allen Robinson. Shark is down. Yeah, but I would play Allen Robinson. He had a pretty good game last week, and he might have the same quarterback for more than 12 minutes this week. It might be good for him. Who, who I don't know. I'm 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 nervous about this game because I think it's gonna be super close. Um, but I'm gonna go with myself. Why not? I think Mike Evans is due um for a touchdown. He hasn't scored a touchdown in two weeks. So they're playing Miami. I think Mike Evans is going to go off. Fingers crossed. So I'm going with myself. I feel like this is an important win for me because his team is good. He's he just has a good team. Not I mean, you know, you you, you go five and zero, and you're you're basically punching yourself a ticket to the playoffs. Yeah, you don't you don't have to win two two more three more uh, out of your last. You'd have to go three and six to to still like. And be fine. That's happened to me previous years where I, there was one year I was like six and two and I needed to win one more game to make the playoffs and I lost all the remaining games. It's not over till it's over. Mm-hmm. You know, it's going to be unique to see going forward how this extra week is going to play, especially with running backs. Um, you're, you're seeing a lot of unique usage, but we can talk about that on the next podcast because that brings us to the end of week five's pining for podcast you guys got any final thoughts before we sign off no everyone have a good week stay safe enjoy fall i'm just driving through through the berkshires today and the foliage is out so so get ready for your outdoor fall activities foliage is popping yeah popping it's looking real good love foliage all right everybody uh for the Two beers too deep, Chris Grasso for Wieners Wien Dogs. 
Greg Marcoux for our man in Tuscany, not in the booth, the newly engaged Joe Formosa. I am the mouth breather, Ben Max, reminding you to win your week. Playoffs? Are you kidding me? Playoffs? I 